Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. City News. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Eyewitness News. Coming to you live from our studios here at number 11, Dr. Martin Loop in Adabraka in Accra. My name is Salom Adunu and I'm here with... Akosia Ochre. Coming up over the next 90 minutes, tricycle operators block roads in the Kumasi metropolis to protest the Assembly's decision to bar them from working in the Central Business District. Meanwhile, Asawasi MP intervenes to get them off the street. Also, an Eyewitness News office of the Special Prosecutor freezes accounts of beleaguered former minister Cecilia Dapa as part of investigations into her lifestyle following discovery that she kept millions in her house. There is more on this later. Still on Eyewitness News, five communities in the northeast region flooded and cut off from the rest of the region after torrential rains earlier today. Details on this shortly. Stay with 97.3 City FM for more on this and other stories on Eyewitness News. And in business, economist Dr. Patrick Isumain criticizes calls for the resignation of the governors of the Bank of Ghana. The business news uh, is in the next 50 minutes. Eyewitness News is live across the country on all our affiliates and around the globe at citynewsroom.com. Your comments are welcome via WhatsApp line 0549986996. We are also live across the country on Premier 100.5 FM in Takradi, Sky Power 93.5 FM also in Takradi, and Beach 105.5 FM in Takradi. In the Boni region, we are on Greener 95.9 FM in Sunyani and Orange 90. Orange 107.9 FM in Kumasi in the Ashanti region, right 90.1 FM in Somanya in the AC region, and Holy 98.5 FM in Aflao in the Volta region. In the northern region, we are on Dasuma 99.1 FM in Yendi and Wet 88.3 FM in Zwarungu in the Upper East region. In the Upper West region, we are on Bugli Radio 88.6 FM in Wa. Uh, Akusia gives us our very first story. In our first story, the Office of the Special Prosecutor has frozen the accounts of the former Sanitation and Water Resources Minister, Cecilia Abnadapa, pending further investigations. City News sources indicate that the OSP has filed a motion to confirm seized money from the office. And now uh, the OSP is investigating the former Minister for Corruption and Corruption-Related Offences following the revelation that she was keeping more than $1 million in her house. This comes whilst the police and attorney general are prosecuting persons accused of stealing the alleged monies from the minister's house. We'll go to the phone lines now and speak to Martin Pebble, who is a private legal practitioner and one of the persons who have been following this story and, and have been making calls uh, for, for, for things like this to happen. Hello, good evening, sir. Welcome to Eyewitness News. How does this news come to you that a special prosecutor, first of all, has administratively uh, frozen the assets and accounts or some assets or accounts and accounts of, of the former minister? How does that come to you for starters? Oh, hello. It's super duper, uh, I say it's super duper, marvelous, marvelous because you know this uh, thing. I mean, that this current situation of the freezing of the account. Yeah, you know there were whispers of it in town. 
And yet some people, you remember even the OSC has said that they have found something significant. Then somebody put figures into rate and said they had counted money for five and a half hours, and then others came to say it's not true, blah, blah, blah. So the main thing is that there had always been that expectation that we're going to get this big news because I keep telling uh, all the speeches I grant interviews to on this matter that Mr. Jabin Kishay Jabin said he was, he, he had found something significant. So this really fits the uh, billing. Yes, this fits it. But yes, they have finally done. Because I mean, the grievance, what I'm hearing is $5 million, okay, in one account, and then over 40 million Ghana in another. Yeah, you see the documents they are talking about. That's what I said. I'm like, wow, this is super duper that the OSC is able to act quickly like this to freeze the account. So that's the right thing. Now we are going to the next stage, which is that say, uh, the freezing is under Section 38 of the law, but under Section 39, the respondent, that's to say Madam Dapa, will be given uh, her day in court to contest the OSC if she thinks the account should not be frozen uh, going forward. Because under the law, the account can be frozen for as long as, let's put it generally, in the first instance, it can be 12 months, but if the OSC needs more time beyond the 12 months, it will go for extension. Uh-huh. So that's how come Madame Dapa will be given the opportunity to come and fight in court to show why the account should not be frozen. And it will be interesting. You know, because so far we haven't seen any business that Madame Dapa is running to get such a colossal sum of money. So maybe for the first time we'll see what business. But that will be interesting. Then GRA will come in. Where, where they will see how long that business has been running, that that business had could yield her such a colossal sum of money. So these are exciting times. And look, sir, you know, I'm a lawyer, but sometimes let me speak as an ordinary citizen. This is exciting because, you know, President Kufadu has been pretending that there will be no corruption in his government, there will be no corruption, he will not countenance it. Now it's egg on his face. Serious egg on President Kufadu's but, but, but Martin, the, the fact that we, we've seen money in her account that doesn't uh, conclusively mean that you know she she got he might have had the money through corrupt means. So maybe to jump to say that you know uh, corruption in his government won't that be uh, uh, too much of a quick conclusion to make or a hasty conclusion? No, it's not. It's not at all. It's all within because you see the reason it's all within is that when this money was found, you know when the story came out. Madame Dapa tried to say the money belonged to the deceased brother. That was when the case was spun. Let me speak uh, Ghanaian English. Yes, they spoiled the matter by saying the deceased brother. So as soon as you start, you, so long, you're a lawyer, you go to court. When an accused, a suspect begins to make statements which don't check out, then you lose the trust of the court. You know, several cases where you make one statement which conflicts with with uh, this and another. And it's not only even an accused person, a witness generally. If a witness comes to court and makes one statement and then contradicts himself, of course, there are there, there is room for minor, um, what do you call it, inconsistencies with dates, etc. But this one is serious business. Madame Dapa, who owns the $1 million? Then at first you say, oh, no, 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 it's not mine, it's for my brother. Then when the widow that the brother is dead. They sued the deceased brother's widow. It's now threatening to sue. As engaged lawyer William Kusi, who is preparing to sue, and that's also been published. Then you see Madame Dapa uh, beating a retreat. 
But with this, we can only begin to look in the direction of corruption. Because, and so far, look, Theron, you know how this is that you are a PR expert. I mean, Madame Dapa would have resources to engage PR experts. Why would you sit down for rumors and bad news to spread to all ends of the world? Then people will make judgment before you now bring out the truth. No, the world, it doesn't work like that. Even Madame Dapa didn't need a PR expert to start fighting if that money was her money. That's if it was genuine money. It, she didn't need to come and hire you, sell Omadonu, lawyer, journalist, PR expert to help. No. Common sense would have told her that, hey, no, my name will spoil. Like, let me speak Ghanaian English a bit. Like, she's going to lose her reputation if she doesn't start fighting quickly. You see, so the way she's been nonchalant about bringing a proper defense, her first defense didn't check out. It didn't jive that the money belongs to the brother. That uh, defense has unraveled, totally unraveled and thrown uh, into the dustbin. So at this stage, it's difficult to come up with another defense because any other defense that comes up, people are like, ah, madam, and all that long time you were saying it belongs to your brother, all this. So that chance is gone. But, so but like the, the, are, the two, are the two issues not different? So, for example, the, the cash as stolen by the, the, the house helps, that is what she said belonged to people, her brother, her mother, etc. But now we are dealing with the accounts. The monies in her accounts could, could have been legitimately earned and, and maybe the trails that may come up later or the trails she may have may show that indeed the monies were were were, were legitimately earned. The, the two issues, I think, are different, are they not? No, they are interconnected, and it's good. Tell them, I see, you're a lawyer, so naturally you have to play devil's advocate so that you bring balance to your, your story. Yes, but on the facts of this case, they are intertwined. Is the $1 million and the 300,000 euros, etc. case, that led the special prosecutor to search her and then to apply to the banks to freeze the account. So is this money, you know, they say follow the money. You know, even the general public, as soon as this money came out, then people, lay people, you don't even need lawyers to make the point. Lay people started saying, hey, OSB, act quickly or go to a house. OSB, act quickly, act quickly. Because it tells you that there is more. Tell them, trust me, somebody who keeps $1 million at home, Oh, then the bank account will be full before you would usually keep so much at home. Because then the reasonable thing is that you know that mm, now the bank, the eyes are too many looking at the account. So you would stop taking that to the bank and then you want to keep such a colossal sum. So it's intertwined. Intertwined, I guess. But theoretically, you have a point that it's possible that they are separate. But on the facts of this case, from what I'm understanding, is intertwined. And look, it's, it's sometimes if we obey rules, it's sometimes run off. Look, you know people even made a connection between the World Bank projects, the $48 million project, and this money, where they, they asked for in parliament. Mother, what did you do with the money? They said, we dredged the Odor River and then some other thing, and then the money was finished. People are like, ah, how? What kind of dredging, uh, uncle? that $48 million were finished. So please, let's celebrate as ordinary citizens. I don't know whether it was on your network or another one. I said it, that look, let's start celebrating. Once she said there was something significant, me, I knew it. So I believe those stories, that $5 million in one account and then $48 million in another. I believed it. But of course, they had to wait for due process. So you have a point that theoretically they can be separate. That means practically... Uh, I'm going with the theory that they are intertwined. And so 
it's going to be difficult for Madame Dapa to explain. And once again, I'm saying that she, knowing that uh, OSP had frozen her account, as I said, no common sense would have dictated that she comes out forcefully, puts out the facts huh, ahead to show that, look, it's not even only this $1 million. Look, uh, I have other businesses. These are my businesses I've run. This, 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 but this but we, we hear she's into some hotel, she's a hotel, yeah, she's in hotel business, some cosmetic business we've heard also in the past week, and a few other things we understand she's doing. Salam, me too. The sources I've heard, they are saying that these are palpable falsehoods. And I repeat, I also say, me too, I've come into the media, so I also have sources, I also have a way of checking. They are saying that those are palpable falsehoods, so let's not repeat this cosmetics and the rest. That's why I said, so long. You didn't, we didn't even need a PR expert lawyer like you to come and defend Madame Dapa. Ah, if somebody puts out your name, hey, so long. you have this, this money, you cannot earn such money. You need to be a little PR expert. You even start, at least later, yes, you need experts. But at least the first thing is that, hey, you want to go and browse the fire. But the way my husband is stuck like a lame duck for all this to go on, no, 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 you can't recover. If you don't start defending the thing straight from the get-go, it's not going to work. Anything you bring subsequently, you see that the public will say it's an afterthought. And that's what the public has been saying. Anything you bring subsequently, once you don't bring out your side of the story, and they say it's an afterthought. It's an afterthought. I, I would be surprised that Madame Dapa earned that money genuinely and has sat down for us to leave all this on truth for how many weeks now? Now mm. it, it doesn't add up. It Very well. Mm. Very well. Martin, thanks so much. Martin Pebu is private legal practice. Thanks so much for speaking to us as always. Um, and we'll be following this story and we'll be, we'll be coming back to you some other time for, for updates and, and analysis on this. Martin Pebu is a private legal practitioner. He's been following this story and other anti-corruption related matters. And, and we're gracious or we're grateful that he, he joined us on the line. Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. Now, let, let me provide you some some uh, some some information or insight from the uh, Office of the Pre- Special Prosecutor Act uh, 2017, Act 959, Section 38. It's what the, 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 the Special Prosecutor is proceeding on in this particular circumstance. It says, one, says that where the Special Prosecutor considered that freezing of property is necessary, to facilitate an investigation or prosecution, the special prosecutor shall in writing direct the freezing of A, the property of a person or entity being investigated, or B, specified property held by a person or entity other than the person or entity being investigated or prosecuted. Two, the special prosecutor shall within 14 days after freezing of the property apply to the court for a confirmation of the freezing. So the application we understand is gone to the court is for the confirmation of that freezing. So as we speak, the freezing has been done administratively because the special prosecutor, by the law I just read out to you, has the power to do so. And he has the power to do so only within 14 working days. And of course, you can understand why it was made 14 days, so it is not arbitrary. And so that is where we are now. Sometime next week, we understand the special prosecutor will go to court for a confirmation. And we, we expect that Madame Cecilia Dapa may also come up to say why the court should not grant that confirmation order. So, you know, interesting days ahead. We will hope to see 
how it goes and we'll be following it and bringing you updates on that. Eyewitness News on 97.3 CTFM. A few of your messages that have come through here. Jonathan Dokenu from Akati says, I just hope this is that a pest investigation will be different from the many others under Akufuado. Prince Henry in Kofridia says, I pray this action by the special prosecutor will not be in vain since we have the chief clearing agent in the person of the president. Uh, so one person is having such money and the government can't pay NAPCO trainees and national service personnel. Uh, say the future is pregnant. Well, the, the money is, is not state money, as far as I mean, it's the money is in the account, you know. Uh, uh, Prince Henry, uh, brilliant far, far had it been Kujeto Central Tongue Constituency. Okay, that's your name. Uh, I said, hmm, if you see that a person account alone has uh, you mentioned some huge money, I don't know where that is from. Can you imagine what to be in the president's account? Well, I, I don't know. Uh, Alassan Hamdan from Nyohini. Says President Akufado has already cleared Cecilia Dapa. So, what's the special prosecutor worrying himself about? This is a test case for the special prosecutor to prove him wrong. Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. We'll take a short break, return, and go to Kumasi. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. Now let's go up north. Uh, four communities in the West Mampusi municipality of the northeast region. Uh, have been submerged after six hours of rain today. Reports indicate that the main bridge linking Gambaga to Naralugu uh, has been destroyed by the floodwaters, while farms and homes have been swept away. The assembly member for, for the Tunguri electoral area, Bagzua Yidana Idrisu, provides more updates or details in on the situation. Oh, it's very terrible. Many houses have fallen. Then the, the water has overflown the boundaries of the dam and then has made away with the bridge. The only bridge that links us to uh, uh, my, the, uh, one of the communities, Tunguri, and then that of Bani. So as of now, cars can no longer pass to Nalergo nor pass to Walwale from Nalergo. So many, many houses are down and the many farms have been destroyed. And as of now, actually we can't even tell that uh, at, at other places, but it's very terrible. It's very terrible. There are some places where there are houses, and there is no sign of any structure uh, at that place again. You know, uh, most of the houses around are mud buildings. So uh, even as the rain has stopped, there are uh, houses that are stuck with water. I'm just from a, 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 my nephew's house. We had to pull down some of the walls to allow the water to pass. So you had uh, Bagzua Idana Idrisu, an assembly member for or the assembly member for the Tunguri electoral area in the West Mamprusi municipality of the Northern Region. Let's speak to the Nadmo uh, Regional Director, uh, National Disaster Management Organization Regional Director for the Northeast Region, Alasan John Kweku. Uh, good evening, sir. Welcome to Eyewitness News. It's been some hours since we spoke to the assemblyman you just heard. What is the situation as we speak? Well, uh, good evening to your cherished listeners. And then, uh, in fact, uh, today has been a sad day for those of us in the Northeast region. This morning, we got up and we experienced a heavy downpour all over the region. And then, uh, because of uh, the rains, uh, the whole place is flooded. And uh, 
as uh, you've just said from the assemblyman, uh, there is a dam at uh, Bani that's between uh, uh, Tinguri and Bani. So the dam collapsed and then washed the bridge away. So uh, cars cannot access Walwale from the Lerigo. And then the, the farms are uh, flooded, the communities are affected. So and the accessibility to some of these communities too is uh, compromised. So not more officials this morning. We tried to uh, get to some of the communities and it wasn't easy. But what uh, we did for now was to make sure that lives and properties are not lost. We tried to prevent uh, residents around these uh, flooded communities from getting closer to the waters. So that's what we are doing at the moment. But I can tell you that uh, uh, the bridge is being washed away. Nobody can access uh, Walwale from Nadergo. So the regional capital is cut off. Mm, I, I see. So um, how are you getting uh, relief uh, materials uh, to to the people, given that the place has been cut off from the from the regional capital? How are you doing that? Yes, uh, we we have communicated the uh, same to our headquarters in Accra. But like I said, when uh, you have flood of this nature, what you need to do is to make sure that lives and properties are not lost. So that is exactly what we are doing. NADMO and then uh, other security agencies, the police, the fire service, all of us were just on the field. And as I speak to you now, our men are still on the ground trying to give assistance to uh, people who may be affected and also try to evacuate them to safe havens. That is what we are doing at the moment. And we are just hoping that maybe uh, by tomorrow, uh, the waters would have uh, receded for us to be able to do proper assessment to determine the level of damage that has caused and then what assistance the people who, uh, would need. So that is what we are doing currently. So what was the scale? If, if you've done an assessment yet, uh, I mean, the, the number of displaced persons, just roughly, I mean, the number of houses that have been damaged, etc. Is that an estimated figure you have? Well, I will not be able to give an estimate because we need to be sure because the whole region, uh, almost every part of the region is affected. As I speak to you now, you, you uh, East Mampusi, West Mampusi, uh, Mampurugu Maduri, you know, we are in the midst of the race and the whole, uh, the ground has already been saturated. So any rain at all can just aggravate uh, the situation. So I don't need to give uh, a wrong figure. We need to take our time to do the uh, assessment. But uh, as I said earlier on, we just want to ensure that lives and properties are not lost. That is our main focus now. Mm. So is there any plan to, to shelter the people somewhere? Because given that the, their houses have been uh, destroyed yeah. by the rains, what, what plans there do we have? A, there is a plan in place because uh, we have our men on the ground and then the West Memphis Municipal uh, municipality, all the assemblies are, are, are ready to uh, assist us to uh, house the people, uh, the affected people. I, I see. But what kinds of houses are we talking about? I mean, because we hear many houses have been destroyed. What kinds of houses are we talking about? In well, if, 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 if a whole bridge can be washed away, you can imagine the the, 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 the force of the water. As I speak to you, even uh, at the Regional Coordinating Council, there's this uh, uh, workers' bungalows. So the walls were pulled down because of the, the force of the water. So actually, uh, you know, over here, the majority of our houses are mud houses. So uh, once it rains and there is a flood and it's soaked, uh, then you see that the whole building will just uh, be pulled down. I see. Uh, thank you so much. Um, and and we, we, we hope that uh, relief comes to the people uh, um, in good time and, and we... we uh 
we encourage you to continue doing what you are doing and, and so that resources also from the center that uh, we pray will, will get to you in good time so you, you can be of assistance and, and, to and our again, country media. Yes. To, let me also use your medium to appeal to the general public, especially mm. those who are living within the, these areas, not to play with the waters because we need everybody alive. They should be very cautious and be, and be alert. And those that are affected should also try to move to higher grounds so that uh, they can be safe. We don't want anybody to play with the flood waters because after water, water is very dangerous. All right. Thank you so much. Um, Alasan John Kweku, uh, NADMO Regional Director uh, for Northeast, Regional Director of NADMO for the Northeast Region, speaking to us there on eyewitnesses on the situation in, in the Northeast Region. It says it's very bad and they are hoping that relief comes quickly so they can assist the people. Let's also speak to the Municipal Chief Executive for Wale Wale, uh, that part of town we understand is also being very badly affected. Uh, Ari Meao Somo is, is a chief executive of the area. He joins us on the line. Hello, good evening, Honorable. Uh, what can you tell us about the destruction caused by the rains in, in Wali Wali? Yeah, thank you very much, and, and thank you to your seriousness. Yes, in fact, uh, we wake up this morning with a heavy downpour. That brought a lot of distractions to the, the, the people in the municipality. Most of the communities got flooded today, including institutions. And uh, most of our roads cut off, especially the main highway from Walewale to Nalergo. But as we speak, things are getting normal. We are, we, with the support of the NADMU and other security agencies, we have been able to rescue some of the areas and uh, people. Also, some of the houses, uh, I mean, uh, were this, uh, destroyed. And then some farming, some farmlands too been destroyed. So we are working on that to see how best uh, immediately what we can do to save our people once we look at a long-term solution to that. I see. But were there no uh, warning signals uh, to, to to tell that, you know, there, were, there was going to be heavy rains, um, you know, in, in I mean, around this time so that people could prepare? Was there nothing like that? Yes. I think uh, today's rain, I must confess, has been very exceptional. In fact, in my lifetime, I've not seen that kind of downfall. It was very heavy. People, I mean, this expected that it will come that way. And you know, most of our people, uh, they, are, they are anything, they are not used to this um, uh, meteorological uh, uh, system where they give you sign warnings and other things. So it, it was not expected, actually. And we might also anticipate that the rain could go that way. However, the people themselves, with the education that we have been giving them, were prepared. If you look at the damage that caused today, it's a bit better than what happened in two years ago. It is as a result of the fact that they have been continuous education with the people, and they are also now looking at how best they can I mean, cooperate with the Assembly and the NADMO to see to it that we, we, we follow due diligence when it comes to building up our houses. In fact, it is because of the, the, the nature of the rain that, made, uh, that, that brought that kind of uh, disaster. Because most of our houses are mad houses. And, you know, if it is very heavy, at least it has the tendency of damaging properties and the various houses. And that's what has actually uh, happened to us. Uh, I see. The, the, the previous, the NADMO director I was speaking to, he said the rains were so uh, heavy uh, and the force of the rain so heavy that they pulled down walls. That, that, does that suggest that some of the build, or maybe people have built on waterways to the extent that they've constructed walls and buildings, that the rain had to... You, you know, uh, uh, pull them down in its in its in its quest to find its cause. Yes, I think um, 
that will be. But um, looking at the situation on the ground, there are areas that we have never experienced such a disaster of flooding in the municipality. But the nature of the rain today has caused us to see that there are dangers coming ahead, which means that we have to re-strategize and replan. Actually, most of the, you know, most of the houses are built without plan. And if, especially the, the various uh, communities, the villages, they are built without plan, and they don't look at the waterways or not. So it is now recently, for the past two years, we have been doing that, and we are now seeing the impact of it. Otherwise, what had happened today would have been a very disaster for the municipality. But, but because of the continuous education that we have with them, engagement, I think that has even brought, uh, I mean, uh, brought it a bit more. However, we still have a very big task ahead because most of the houses and communities, as we speak, are moving with my district Nanmo director to another community, Takurayiri, because we were able to divert the, the water from the other communities. It went and now shot at another community. Now they are over there and we are going to see how best we can also support them to come out from the disaster. But so the, it doesn't actually be easy. I, I see. Uh, um, we wish you well. Yeah. But what, So is there any specific plan to, 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 to shelter the people in, in your area? You know, because yes. they've been displaced. Where, where are they? Are they in church buildings, mosques, yes. schools? Where are they? Are affected, those that are affected, we have spoken to communities nearby and houses that are not been destroyed. So at least a uh, case uh, for them for now. We have to look at a long-term solution. Because as we speak now, we are trying to see how best this issue will be resolved. I mean, we'll go off. So that we'll now come to look at what terminal solution or what terminal effort can we put in place to make sure that our people are better off. In fact, they are important to us, and we must do whatever we can to make sure that they are better off. And that is what we are planning to do. Very well. Making people better off also means that we, we enforce the, the laws or the bylaws. So if people build yes. on waterways, those buildings must be pulled down before days or times like this come. They, I'm sure the, the, yes. the, 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 uh, the municipality or the area has you know uh, um, a, a plan, and we must follow yes. those plans so that where drainages must be, we allow drainages to be there rather than building in waterways. And, and, and Chief Executive, that is your work, really. Yes, of course. And, and we're doing that. If you look at the last year, if you ask the people who will tell you the measures are put in place, we have come out to demolish a lot of houses that are on the uh, uh, what do they call waterways. And even the main road, we are doing some uh, work in Walewale Town, replanning the Walewale Town roads, and then reconstructing the main Walewale Town roads. And those houses that were built haphazardly without any plan, they were all full of. And that is what we are going to continue. For that one, we will have to, no matter how it will cost us, we will have to make sure that we, 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 we put our, uh, our, our municipality to order and make sure that people go by the law. We cannot really be taking the law into our own hands. And when it comes to disaster, we are now the best we blame. So we have, we have to all come together to see that we just, I mean, a consensus as for what to do. Because we have local plans that we use when it comes to building. And as you speak, there's a new plan going on in the municipality, across the major communities, as we, as we, as we are speaking. Because we want to make sure that all the major communities within West Manchester is, I mean, are well planned, so that no one will come to do something that is not, I mean, a plan for. So that's what we are trying to do. So we we'll enforce the law, inshallah. Very well. Thank you so much for speaking to us, um, MC Ari Meyao Sumo. Chief Executive for the Waliwali uh, Municipal uh, Assembly. Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. Few of your messages. Jones Adoboy in La Salle. Good evening, Salam. Uh, we just hope Nadmo will move in immediately to provide some relief and not neglect them like the government did to the people of Southern Volta. Christian Ameko from Temapong says uh, the government should live should leave 
the tricycle operators to work since Akufado and Baumia failed to provide job for the citizenry. Eyewitness News on 97.3 City FM. We're taking a short break. We'll return with more. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. You're welcome back. Now, the Member of Parliament for Asawasi, Mohamed Muntaka Mubarak, has urged Pragya operators to avoid taking the law in their hands and comply with the Kumasi Metropolitan Assembly's directive to restrict their movement in certain parts of the metropolis. He has, however, assured of leading talks with city authorities to help address all concerns regarding the directive to ensure sanity in the region. The Asawasi MP who addressed scores of the Pragya operators also called on city authorities to adopt a pragmatic approach in enforcing the directive. It's just too unfortunate that they have not been able to understand themselves with the city authority, especially Kumasi Metropolitan Authority. I've tried to engage the mayor, the regional minister, and other persons uh, higher. I, I, I perfectly agree that if you look at the way uh, Kumasi is getting choked, if you look at the way most of our uh, suburbs are getting choked, if you see some of the way some of the guys themselves are riding the Pragya, it is called for concern. I mean, so it's very genuine. But what we should not lose sight of as uh, leaders is that you don't solve a problem by creating another problem. You try to solve the problem in a way that is a win-win situation. And I keep saying that, yes, what can we do to help? Look at the teaming youth that we have. We cannot run away from the fact that many of them, that's what they do for a living. And uh, we are in a city where if many were admit, crime seems to be going down. I can bet you it's largely because these guys have something to do. Because they have something to do. Yes, you may call it whatever, but look at the, the, the teaming youth. I mean, they are in thousands. So in trying to solve the problem, as leaders, we need to be very pragmatic so that we will have a win-win, like I said. My suggestion has always been that, yes, we cannot allow them to continue what they are doing as a business as usual. But what do we do to create some sanity? And in my view, the easiest way is to introduce maybe congestion charges. So you say that, okay, in this, within this parameter, if you are entering, in my view, it is both the trotro, the pragya, and then the the one that is like uh, the one that you carry most of the abubu or they call it. The the member of parliament for Asawasi, um, the honourable Mubarak Muntaka, has joined us on the line to to help us appreciate really what he told the people and and what his thoughts as he was sharing. Uh, um, the honourable Muntaka, thank you so much for joining us on Eyewitness News. It, it's really a situation uh, or or, or a, a dilemma between enforcing the law because the law frowns upon the use of tricycles. For, for the kinds of things they, they use them for, you know, and, you know, keeping the people employed because they've gotten these things and they are using them, you know, to keep themselves busy. Where really do we draw the line? Well, good evening to you and your listeners. That's the dilemma that we have. We have a country where every one of us admits that things are not easy. And this this thing did not start today. It started years. We all watched it grown. And now it's almost, if you check, if our statistical service 
could do a good job, they will tell you that my estimation is that we do not have less than 60% of our transport system being, 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 being managed by this group. Go to the rural areas, go to almost all the villages, go to the peri-urban centers, go to the urban centers. I mean, these are things that have grown. So yes, I admit, it comes with its own challenges, but the best way to deal with the challenges is not just to move from one extreme end to the other extreme end. You should know the implication of every government policy or every policy that you take. I mean, I'm sorry to say, most of us in the political leadership, we look, we, we try to take decisions that are very easy. I mean, the, the, what they call the, hang, uh, the low-hanging fruit, things that you can do and think that, oh, when I just do this, I'll solve a problem. No, you don't solve a problem like that. You don't solve one problem and create a much bigger problem than the one that you are solving. You see, when you say that because of uh, the, uh, the way they operate, you want to restrict them from the central business uh, area of the city, what you are in that is saying that you don't want them to work. Because, for example, if you are in the Kumasi, outer Kumasi, just check the traffic. Every morning, look at even Accra. Everybody drives to the central business, uh, business center of Accra, and the evening everybody moves out. So the moment you say, don't come into the center, you are simply saying that, don't just work. Because where are you paying people from? People are being picked from the urban into the urban center. So my view was that, yes, I mean, there are issues. We are all not too happy the way it's operates. And it's part of the reason why in the 2020 manifesto, NDC, that we're going to legalize so that we'll make sure that it is properly regulated. Because you see, the way it is, because you have not legitimized it, it makes it the implementation very, I mean, trying to regulate it very difficult. But be it as it may, the assemblies can pass bylaws, just as they, they, they claim they passed this one. It is not to simply say, don't just come into uh, this part of uh, the city. Simply put regulation. And my suggestion was that, say, yes, you can operate, but if you're coming into the, mid, the center the center of the city, one, you should be, you have to have a, a sticker that has been uh, issued by KMA. You, uh, therefore, you may have to pay for it. You should be maybe somebody 21 years and above. You should have a, a rider's uh, license. So that when you do that, you automatically take off all the, for lack of better words, the bad nuts, and keep the good ones. Because remember, if it is about the, the business center of uh, Kumasi, if you know Kumasi very well, Keditia, around Konfanochi, around Edum, and what have you. In fact, the biggest nuisance is even the trotro and people who are taking over the pavement. So you, you, if you are dealing with the, the congestion, you need to deal with it holistically. Don't just pick and make it look as if you just want to find an excuse and dump it on a, a particular group. Deal with it holistically by introducing congestion charges. That's how we've seen in London. We've seen in so many other big cities. They don't prevent people from coming, but they, they try to disincentivize your going into the, 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 the center so that only those who really have something to do will have to go to the center. But if you do this, and you see, can I admit, I did not anticipate, I didn't anticipate the challenge, or I did not foresee the magnitude of the problem until I met them. 
I don't know whether the, your, your camera men were there. I was shocked to my bone that this teeny youth, those who chose to even come to my office, my brother, they were well over 5,000. And do you know what that means? For a country in West Africa where security is now one of our biggest threats, Mm. You want to disarm this, all these young guys from what they do daily and sustain themselves in a country where we are not rich enough to just give people uh, what you call a pound card, where we just give people uh, food stamps, where they can go and pick food. We, do not have, we are not rich enough to give people some little money if they don't have a job. You should be thinking about the bigger problem. Because you cannot, like I said, you cannot just solve one problem and create a much, much bigger problem. I'm just pleading with the state authority. I've called all those who matter. And look, can we review this? So that I did planning. And I can tell you, in planning and policy decision making, what you do is that you analyze the likely consequences of the policy that you are introducing. And ask yourself, the problem that you are entering this policy to deal with, will it create a much bigger problem? Or you better live with the problem that you have? If you don't analyze that way, yes, you may be solving one problem, but you create a much bigger problem. I bet you, I'm in command. Ask a lot of people. We use, if you recollect very well, 10, 15 years ago, in my area, as one of the in particular from the tech junction, uh, from the, the tech junction all the way to Amaga junction, then to the airport and about, in day broad light, you see people's blocking the road and seizing people's phone, watches, anything vulnerable in traffic. When was the last time we saw that? These young guys have found something to do. Yes, what they need, what they are doing is creating nuisance. Can we find a way of streamlining it? If we think that the only thing we do is that, oh, put them out of job. Well, I'm sorry to say we should prepare ourselves for that. The next uh, major challenge that they will confront us with. No, no, no not putting them out of job entirely. When we spoke to the the, the transport uh, department director of the KMA, he says they can operate, but they should operate, you know, outside of the CBD uh, to a large extent. But you, yes, you, you, you spoke about it 2020. You spoke about 2020 and, and the promise to 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 legitimate or to legalize it, and yes. we we want we wanted to legalize it so we can regulate it. But part of regulation also means that you tell them where they can go or where they can operate, so that you know we are we are we we, we keep we sanitize our our CBD. Yes. We don't see all these tricycles moving up and down, but there will be spaces they can operate in. That will be part of regulation as well, like the others you mentioned. Yes. I mean, uh, yes. uh, making them pay some, and I'm saying some that registration fees. Extra. One place that you may not be able to prevent them from going is the central business uh, area. Because almost everybody that has been lifted is coming to the, cent- uh, the, the, the center of business. I mean, go to Delhi. Go to a lot of Indian big cities. Go to most of the big Chinese cities. They have far advanced than us. Ask people who travel there whether they find these things there or not. You see, when you have a teaming population that do not really have former jobs, you need to be careful. Look at the kind of people that are into those business and ask yourself, supposing you, you, you dismantle or you, you, you mess that business, what would be the alternative? Let's be careful because there are lots of people who are losing hope. Let's not add on to people who feel hopeless because the more people that we have that feel helpless and hopeless, the likely 
food of have we having and kind of uprising and all the negative things that all of us may not want is very high. So let us be very careful because believe me, what I've seen this morning was for me is nothing is more scary than that. Almost every major street within a particular area were blocked. Massive traffic in, in, in Kumasi this morning because of what they were doing. I had to quickly try and call their leaders. Can we meet? Now I pleaded with them, please give us time. Let us engage. I'm advising the city authorities. Let's meet them halfway. I, I see. would not sit there and pretend that most of the things that they do is good. Yeah, they, they are, but we should also remember there are a lot of good guys among them who are only paying for themselves, who are doing the best that they can to take care of their family that we do not have programs to be able to take care of. They have to pay their children's fees that we do not have programs to, 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 to pay for, to have housing that we do not have programs to take care of. Let us not forget that and assume that because you and I uh, uh, have cars that we can drive, the massive, the massive population of our country, almost, I can guarantee you, more than 50% of our, our, our people use those means to, to commute from one end to another. Let us not let these young guys fall hopeless. If they do, it has consequences. And all of us need to be mindful of that. I, I see. So so what you're calling for is, is an overhaul. The baseline is that it's 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 illegal. So the first thing that must be done will be to review the law. And, and that, that would take a bit of time. Uh, and so I'm not sure what you're asking for, that we relax the law until we... we, we, we... No, I mean, they, 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 we, we have, uh, what do you call it, uh, the assemblies that can pass their bylaws. Are you getting it? Hmm. And it is that bylaw that they use and saying that don't come into this area. I say review that. Put put a better streamline. I mean, you have challenges when they all troop in. So put a guideline that will help deal with that problem without necessarily preventing saying they shouldn't come into this area. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I see. Once we try to nationally look at what we can really do, because believe me, there are more Pragya on the street of Ghana than vehicles, than the kind of vehicle that you and I drive. Check, there are more. If you go almost, I mean, it's only in Accra, Kumasi, Takuradi, that you don't even see much of them. In most of our peri-urban, these are the main means of transport. Let's not be running away from that. I mean, we allow it to be important in our country. They pay all the duties. They, they, they sell them. They go and register them. And they drive them. They are already in the hands of artistic citizens. We can choose to be ostriches. Well, we pretend that they don't exist. But they do in large numbers. And those who drive them are the teeming jobless youth who do not just have jobs because we are not able to create enough jobs to, 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 to bring them on board. In my constituency, believe me, I know graduates who drive this project. They finished here in USC. They finished Kumasi Technical University. There are no jobs. They are driving this to earn a living. You cannot just pretend that this doesn't exist. And just pretend that, oh, all the, all the graduates are into CTFM and all the uh, good jobs. Many of these guys that you see that are driving, I know, I can count if we were to do this, I know no less than 10 graduates who are driving this project because they cannot find jobs. So let's be careful what we are mm. doing. I see. 
Um, I want to thank you so much, uh, the Honourable, for speaking to us. Very important matters you have raised. We, we hope that the discussions are fruitful. But some of the uh, tricycles were seized. Uh, have you... Uh, are, are you trying to broker that deal as well? Yeah, so that tricycles are released in Yes, even 12 of them are in remand. We are, we are engaging to ensure that all these things are, are normalized because I believe that, yes, what they did the day before yesterday with the clash with the police was wrong. And I, I mean, I acknowledge that. And I continue to urge our police to be professional. I will be the last to encourage anybody, for whatever reason, prevent his frustration or her frustration on a security uh, person because they are protecting all of us. Yes, those incidents were very unfortunate. Twelve of them have been reminded some of their uh, tricycles have been have been seen. We are in the process of looking at all that and see how we can bring peace, not only in the in in, in our communities and the city, but in their homes too. So all that is on the table that we are looking at, and we hope to be able to find solution to all those problems. Very well. Thank you so much, Mohamed uh, Muntakamubar, a member of parliament for Asawas in the Ashanti region. He intervened today to bring some sanity in the in the ongoing stalemate between uh, the police and i mean the the kma officials and the police on one side and then the tricycle operators in the cbd of the metropolis of kumasi eyewitness news on 97.3 city fm uh we'll take a short break return with city business news tonight on point blank uh we have the presidential candidate for the uh, LPG Kofi Apalu in the studio. You don't want to miss that. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. Let your voice be heard on Eyewitness News on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag Eyewitness News. Every significant financial transaction, every market movement, and all the policies that affect your business. City Business News. Be informed. Time now for City Business News on Eyewitness News, powered by citybusinessnews.com. My name is Akusia Otre. Let's settle for details of our stories now. Economist Dr. Patrick Isuming has criticized calls for the resignation of the governors of the Bank of Ghana over 60 billion cities lost the central bank incurred in the 2022 fiscal year. According to The Economist, the Bank of Ghana is not known for experiencing losses as such that need to give the bank a chance to realign its operations and make profits this year. Dr. Patrick Isumay comments come on the back of growing pressure for the Bank of Ghana uh, Governor Dr. Ernest Addison and his two deputies to step down from office over the laws. There's a specific contest to the losses that were made. And I think if you take the contest into consideration, it's not like they have a history of making losses for which we say reforms are needed or corrective action is needed. That's not the case here. So I think to the extent that these are one-off and uh, it's expected that they will return to profitability this year and beyond, I don't think there should be any cause for alarm. And then we should just make a substantial uh, changes to how the BOG works because of this. What I know is that it's not helpful. When, you know, issues about how the Bank of Ghana does its work becomes part of the political football, then you know there's a problem. 
That was economist Dr. Patrick Isming. Now, in a bid to reverse the country's rising inflation, managers of the economy are being admonished to consider a mix of monetary support and real sector interventions to tackle the worrying situation. The call comes as inflation for the month of July 2023 has increased to 43.1% up from 42.5% in June 2023. This is the third time in a row that the country's inflation rate has inched up after declining from December 2022. According to data from the Ghana Statistical Service, the primary drivers of the rise were food and non-alcoholic beverages as food inflation increased by 0.8 percentage point. While food inflation rose significantly to 55.0%, food and non-food inflation jumped to 33.8%. Here's government statistician Professor Samuel Kobnainim on how this can be addressed. Given what we are seeing, which is purely a distributional issue, we need to complement monetary financing with other real sector interventions. Some of the real sector interventions is what we're talking about. See how you can consistently increase your agricultural output, keeping in mind the population that we have. We see increases in our, in our, in our agricultural products, specifically crops, but the discourse around per capita consumption of each of the agricultural products is yet to surface. Given the population increase and given the agricultural um, product increase, can we confidently say that agricultural products um, are increasing? Then the second point is about distributional um, issues. We are working with the Ministry of Food and Agri to map out where we have all the agricultural products and then look at the other demographics like population and so on and so forth and see how we can effectively distribute goods and services given the peculiarities that we have in the um, respective geographical um, locations equitably. And this is a conversation that has started. We are hoping that with all the development authority and so on that we're thinking about as a country, it would, it would kind of help um, solve some of these challenges. That was government statistician Professor Samuel Kobna Enim. Now, despite the impact of the domestic debt exchange program on the banking sector, which has caused the Agricultural Development Bank PLC to lose over 370 million cities in the 2022 financial year, ADB is making strides in its profitability for the first half of 2023. Well, the bank has made some positive gains by recording over 52 million cities profits after tax. Speaking at the 36th annual general meeting of the bank in Accra, the managing director of ADB Bank PLC, Alhassan Yakubitali, says the bank is working within a two-year strategy to restore its fortunes. The impact of DDP to start with, which has led to the loss of uh, 375 million Ghana cities, and they need to re-strategize goals without saying that the board has approved a two-year strategy, which we are currently running with. The results so far from our half-year uh, performance shows that we are on the right track, and the bank has the capacity to turn things around. As at half-year, we had returned to profitability with a half-year profit of over 52 million Ghana cities. We further reviewed our 2023 budget upwards, and we are going to work hard to double this profitability level by the end of the year. However, we must not forget that we have a second round of DDEP horizon which will affect us, uh, but we remain very uh, positive. 
That was the managing director of the Agricultural Development Bank PLC, Al-Hassan Yakubu Tale. Now the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, SNIT, says it will fully participate in government's alternative domestic debt exchange program, including pension funds. Or the government intends to restructure 31 billion cities' pension funds in the second phase of the DDP, which will affect ESLA, PLC and Dachi. Trust PLC. Senate says it is satisfied with the new provisions of the program, assuring that the decision to sign on to the exchange will not affect its payment of pensions to beneficiaries. Dr. John Ufuritinkran is Director General of SNIT. The government has tabled a new uh, offer for hold pension funds that are holding uh, government bonds. The, the terms of the offer certainly are better than I think the first one that was floated. Uh, we do hold some government paper. It's about a little less than a billion Ghana cities of government paper. We will look at it and then we will um, subscribe, make sure that uh, we, we have enough liquidity to be able to pay our immediate benefits when they come due. You know, the, at SNET, uh, the, the way we pay our pensions, part of it is from the fixed income, uh, which will be partly affected. Part of it is from contributions, and part of it will be from other investment uh, income that we have. Uh, we've had a bit of a headwinds vis-a-vis -vis dividends from the bank. But we believe that all this is temporary, and that uh, in the next uh, year, couple of years or so, will be back to trend. But I think I'd like to assure our contributors that we will keep the faith with them. Dr. John Ofori Tinkran is Director General of SNET. Finally, the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications has reiterated calls for stakeholders in the digital ecosystem to revise the cost of both smart devices and data to make it more accessible. According to the Chamber, it will help bridge the gap that still exists in the digital space and enhance connectivity. Speaking at the 22nd Knowledge Forum in Accra, the Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, Dr. Engineer Kenneth Ashibe, further emphasized the need for manufacturers to incorporate the Ghanaian languages onto the settings of the digital devices. We need to ensure that a lot of trust will be built, you know, in these systems. And then for me, another fundamental thing in all of this is that in terms of the language that we use for most of these e-services, they are still in English, you know. And so when you have my grandmother, for example, in Chama, for example, who cannot read English, and then you want to, because of the issues of cost as well, she has a feature phone. How is she going to do the USSD things? We need to find a way in which our technology people would be able to provide these services in their local language, not even just in text, but in video, in audio, and all of that. So that if my grandmother wants to buy or wants to sell something, you can speak to the device. And then the device will be able to tell it's actually her from her voice, from her face, and all of that. And we need to also find a way of driving the cost of these devices down. And that one, I know government did some work in the past about the taxation. We need to get all the governments in Africa speaking as one voice to these manufacturers of these devices. They have mailed the R&D for too long. They need to reduce the price point so that it will be affordable. That was Chief Executive Officer of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, Dr. Engineer Kenneth 
Ashikbe. Still on ICT-related matters, the Ministry of Communication and Digitalization has emphasized the need for Ghanaians to leverage best practices that showcase IT, ICT rather for sustainable uh, development. Amapoma Boating's Deputy Minister for Communication, and she also made these comments at the launch of National ICT Week and the World Technology Forum here in Accra. We must create a comprehensive program designed to showcase and embrace the transformative impact of ICT in various sectors. We aim to bring together stakeholders from government, private sector, academia, and civil society to foster collaboration, innovation, capacity building, and knowledge sharing. From e-governance solutions, streamlining public service delivery to digital literacy programs, empowering our citizens, and we will showcase best practices that leverage technology for sustainable development. We recognize that the key to successful digital transformation lies in collaboration and inclusivity. That was Deputy Minister for Communication and Digitalization, Amapoma Boating. Well, that's it for City Business News and Eyewitness News. It was powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Akusia Otre. Up next is Point Blank. Eyewitness News. Be there as it happens. It's 21 minutes to the top of the hour. Welcome to the Point Blank segment of Eyewitness News. Tonight, my guest wants to be president. He wants to change the economy for good or for the better. He wants to create jobs. He wants to improve education improve healthcare delivery in the country and empower the young people. His name is Kofi Apalu of the Liberal Party of Ghana, the LPG. Kofi, welcome to Point Blank. Thank you, bro. Yes, we knew you as the Independent People's Party flag bearer or leader. Um, now we, we hear you are, I mean, the last election you contested as the LPG uh, presidential candidate. Why did you change from IPP to LPG? Oh, uh, we changed the name from IPP to LPG in 2017. Mm. Uh, we realized that people were confused with the word independent. Mm. So instead of uh, relating 
us as an uh, independent uh, political party. Mm. They are rather referring to us as an uh, independent candidate, independent mm. candidate. So, and also we are a member of the Libra International. Mm. So, to for people to know where we are coming from and our geological uh, standing, that is why we started to change them to the Libra International. So, the Adolica, and then the LPG really is also like liquefied petroleum gas. Okay. So, so why do you change from one IPP independent or independent party or, or power producer <laughs> to LPG, all in the energy sector. Yeah, it means we... We, 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 we are strong on energy. Yeah, we believe in that one. <laughs> we believe in the power. So what what, what, what then is the ideology that, that you, you profess? What, what What's your standing? What's your view on things? What ideological position do you espouse? Uh, we are uh, promoting liberalism mm. and uh, we want to fill the gap uh, between the MPP and the NDC. You know, MPP is on the right and NDC is on the left. Uh, Socialist International and then Democratic Union. Mm. So we are the Libra International. We mm. are in the middle and our main focus is on fundamental human rights and uh, also uh, supporting uh, uh, ent- uh, free enterprise and mm. uh, also supporting small taxes uh, or lower taxes and uh, helping uh, those in the lower class to join the middle class. But how, how, how we different, are in for the middle class. How, how different are, are these from what the NDC and MPP have been doing? Of course, they, they claim to be to be to be uh, on the right or center of right, center of left, etc. But they eventually do the same thing. So uh, how different is is is? I mean, they do the same thing. So how different will you be? Yeah, really? because they are confused because they are not following their ideological. Uh, lineage, it's just that they are trying to pick everything from everywhere mm. uh, because those are the uh, the MPP they are supposed to focus on uh, the the top, the business class, yeah, the top notch. Uh, uh, you know, but, 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 but they say that they are for the middle class, they are for business, no, they are not for the middle class. Yeah, the, those who are for the liberals mm. are they for the middle class, we mm. are the middle class. Yeah, mm. the middle class party, the centrist party. Mm. Mm. I, I see, but, but they, they claim that they, they are also the, the party of business executives party for, for the middle class. The NDC yeah. also says yeah. things like that. Okay. But, but you know, uh, um, do ideologies really work in, in our politics? That, that It doesn't matter which ideological position you espouse. Uh, it matters. It mm. matters because uh, people joining your party should know where you are taking them to. Mm. Only that some people, they join political party without knowing uh, what the political party is all about, you know. Mm. So uh, that's another issue. But uh, going forward, I can see that Ghana, we are changing. Ghana, we are getting to understand uh, even issues. Before, we were not even cent- uh, centering on uh, issues. We were just saying anything, anyhow, you know. But this time, especially... In the twenty, the last 2016, 2016, 2020 elections, you could see we were espousing uh, issues, policies, direction, what uh, one would do uh, when is given the opportunity to serve the country, mm. and uh, people more or less voted based on that. Mm. So I believe going forward, people begin to understand that hey. Why should I vote for this guy? Why should I vote for this party? You would not just wake up in the morning and just go and vote. Mm. You would think twice and then analyze everybody's uh, plans and policies and programs before you go and cast your vote. But do you think, um, maybe I call you the minority parties or the smaller parties, do you think you guys are doing enough to, to win the hearts and minds of the people? Because people say they are tired of NDC, MPP, but in the end, they are the same people they go for, which perhaps means that you guys are not doing enough to to build confidence in the people. The people don't see you 
as as any alternative any serious alternative for them to even go vote for you so, so so we we, we we still get this ndc mpp top heavy and then we just throw in a few votes for you guys no the problem is with the media mm. the problem is the media because the media focus more on mpp and ndc mm. uh, noise you know mm. i will not say uh, i uh, ideals or whatever it's about their noise mm. uh, who's making loud noise and then they will just uh, be following and then they'll be right but if you if you if you put out credible policy alternatives the media will talk to you if if you espouse you know certain credible policies i mean alternative no, policies the, which, the, which which are good the media, the is media not, will, will, will follow the, you. the media is not really uh, focusing on uh, people's ideas and uh, programs. Mm. They are rather focusing on who can insult well, really? uh, who can uh, uh, attack somebody's personality and stuff like that. In the last election, the media focused on the issues. One district, one factory. I mean, yeah. the, the, the big push, uh, 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 free SHS, you know, yeah. a whole lot. These are issues. But yeah. we didn't really hear anything major from the LPG, for example. Oh, but you were in the race as well. Yeah, but LPG, we, we were... Talking about uh, putting money directly into people's pocket. How direct uh, transfers? Yeah, you do yeah, them cash. Direct. Oh yes, you, you uh, go meet them. So, but they do that under leap. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, non-starter. You know, we we have to be serious because you can't just give somebody ATCDs and thinking the person can use ATCDs to do anything. But where will yeah. you get the money from? I mean, how yeah. how are you going to get money and put it in people's pockets? Yeah, you have to create money. You have to create money. You know, money we create them. We don't inherit money. We create money. So, how? Oh, I mean, there's so many things that you can do to create money. Uh, I believe that when you pump money into the system, mm. you have the economy to grow. Uh, you have to stimulate the economy. Mm-hmm. You know, 2009, when Obama became president of the United States, you know what he did? Mm. He pumped money into the system. He stimulated the economy mm-hmm. because everything was down, you know. So you can't run an economy thinking that money will just grow. Organically, but, but we, we, don't, we don't have the money. We've gone to IMF for, for a bailout. Where are we going to get the money to pop into the system? Just uh, like that? no, well, we don't need we don't need dollars to pump into the system before the system works. You, you print it, money. You print it. Oh, money! There, yeah, we have so many ways to print money. Mm. You don't necessarily need to print uh, the currency. Mm. You know, you can create accounts. You can create an account ledger. Ledger can work for you mm. because sometimes I don't even understand why a contractor would do a project and you're supposed to pay the project and you are not paying and you are leaving the, the contractor to be uh, uh, I mean, in that situation. To me, it's not the best. It doesn't help the economy to grow. It doesn't create jobs. Doesn't sustain jobs. And we need to start thinking. How will you do the ledger thing? I'm interested. How will you? How will you create it? How How will you do do that? The ledger you create it and you create the account and how, how will it work? Yeah, you see, as an accountant, uh, mm. that, that's how I see You manufacture it. the zeros. Oh, no, for manufacturing the zeros. You know, you see, the central bank, for instance, how much do we owe all the contractors in this country? If you mm. owe them, say, 10 billion cities, mm. it, it, it's a debt mm-hmm. that the government have to service, pay the contractors, for the contractors to go back to work, pay and sustain their businesses. Mm. So what do you do? Whether you like it or you're going to pay. pay. So why don't you consolidate them? Mm. give it to the central bank okay borrow the money and then take your time to pay the central bank mm. so that you can pay your contractors and your contractors will go back to field and start working but it's not like it's a, it's a one-off so that'll be contractors they will go back and work and you incur you, uh, you incur then other debts. then then why do you give them uh, uh the projects in the first place if you know you are not going to pay why do you give them a project mm. so you shouldn't give them projects but if you know that the projects are necessary 
and then you give them. You have to find a way to pay them. Mm. So you create, you consolidate everything, you give it to them, and then you take your time. You can come uh, a payment to one person, mm. and that is the, the central bank. And you take your time to pay them, you work and pay. Mm. Now, these businesses will be in operation. They will sustain jobs. They will, uh, the, uh, the economy will be growing. You know, when you put a dollar in an economy, mm. it has to revolve 27 times. But when you stop putting money, the, the whole economy will start and uh, there won't be any jobs created. Mm. And even those that have been created will collapse. But here, because we don't pay unemployment benefit, when we are destroying people's business, we don't give a damn, we don't care because there's no obligation in the state to pay unemployment benefit. But where we have that obligation, that knowing that mm, if you don't, uh, don't sustain jobs, the burden will be on you. You will be careful. Especially mm. somebody can just wake up in the morning and just open his mouth and say, oh, don't patronize this product. Don't do this business with this person. Don't do that. You know, without thinking that those businesses will collapse, you know, but because you don't have the obligation. Uh, I've been following the, the Bank of Ghana issues. I mean, the, the annual report and all of that, the losses they posted, etc. And and the political discussion that, that has, you know, come there from. NDC saying that they've given the governor and his deputies 21 days to... Uh, to resign, else they will occupy the, the BOG premises, etc. Have you been following that discussion generally? What do you make of the, the losses posted by the, uh, the the central bank? Oh, it's just uh, uh, share noise, you know, <laughs> just making noise. Which people? Uh, then DC people, mm. you know, they're just making noise, you know, because uh, it's a, a joke of the century, you know. Mm. <laughs> that a central bank governor will resign? Yeah, yeah. Why well, he cannot resign? No, he's posted no. such, such huge losses, about 60 billion. 60, that's six billion dollars. Yeah, but that's, that, that's 60 billion of Ghana's yeah. currency. We no, don't, no, we, we've gone to IMF for 3 billion. No, that's, and if he's cost the country 6 billion dollars, yeah. that's a lot of money. Yeah, 6 billion dollars. So that's a lot of yeah, money. Yeah, it's a lot of money, but... Mm -hmm. And well, he cannot resign because no. it's, it's why do it's why do you want losses? him to resign? Why do you want him to resign? Because is that the only central bank that has incurred losses in the twenty twenty two? Check yes, a Swiss bank. Mm. They incurred one hundred forty three billion mm -hmm. uh, uh, United States. No, but we are not the Swiss. We are not. No. The, I know the next example no, you I'm, give I'm, is, is I'm a bank of England. You, I'm giving but, you. But we are not bank. in the same league. No, no, no. So, so tell me about Benin. Yeah, tell me about Nigeria. No, I'm coming. Tell me about Kenya. Tell me about Ethiopia. Then we can have a conversation. I'm coming there. I'm coming there. You know, Singapore, mm. yeah, they reported $23 billion. Mm. Uh, Sweden, mm -hmm. they reported $7 billion, okay, mm. losses. With all their technology and everything, their efficiency and everything, if they are able to report, let's say, $143 billion, mm. uh, Swiss Central Bank, then it means... Uh, it's not news. Hearing mm -hmm. that Ghana we've reported six billion dollar uh, equivalent uh, losses. No, but it's the size no, of the no, economy. No, no. The size what of our economy is smaller. No, no, and, no, and no, no. What has contributed to that? Mm. What has contributed to that? It's just a write-off of uh, government debt. Mm. I mean, if 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 you owe yourself money, you, you, what is you, news you, about that? You give government money and later you say you you written it uh, off. And, so, and indeed, the conversation really too has been about the involvement or otherwise of parliament. Parliament should be involved or informed about this write-off. Yeah. You don't do it. You just sit in your office and you say you've written it off. No, it, it, the government cannot pay. 
Because no, but, but there's due process. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason why we have the laws and the rules. Yeah. You know, the, so the, the, I don't, the, I don't the, think the, there's any anywhere they no, but, are faulted. But, but but if they've broken the rules no, or no, they've breached they the, the rules, if they've breached the rules, that's an issue. need to know the law that they've faulted. Yes, like the deficit financing, for example, five percent of the previous year's revenue. They've gone way past that. But but this debt that you are talking about, do you know how long it has been the books? No, but this was just twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. You know, city 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 as a city business. City, FM, City, whatever. You know, they write off uh, bad debt. No, but, 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 yes, but, but, no, but this is different. Do, this is just last year. No, uh, if, no. Let's even talk about the operational, no, no. Let's even talk about the, the, the operational expenses they incurred. No, no. You see, but the bad debt they wrote off wasn't like they, were, they incurred a debt in last year and then they wrote them off. It has been the boost for long. And mm. then they have to write them off. Let, let's even talk about the, 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 operational, the operational issues. So, for example, spending over 190 million uh-huh. on, on car maintenance. That, that, that's a prudent you use see, of resources. You, you see, that's, that's another problem. That's a prudent use of no, resources. No, that's another problem. Spending 90 million I, I, on me, travels. And no, as, as an accountant, let me tell you something. You see, we easily open and then criticize and condemn people. Mm. But I don't do I don't do that kind of politics. Mm. You see, but it, you, it's I'm, easier I'm for coming, it's easier for you to criticize how many cars? You no, no. How many than, cars than do they have? Criticize the government. Really. No, no. How many cars do they have? We have to find first check. Mm. How many cars do they have? Mm. And who and who are they paying their car maintenance? Mm. What what is involved in the car maintenance? Mm. You see, but, but, but is that you kind see, of expenditure reflective? No, just of the mood of the country, exactly. of the financial position no, 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 of the country. No, no, no. Is, no, is no, that no. reflective? No, no. When you come to CTFM, mm. maybe they will hear your voice. They will hear uh, what is my my uh, Bernard. Bernard, yeah. And uh, they will hear this. They will hear that they think they are the only people working. Even right now, as we are talking, mm. people will think that it's just between me and you. Mm. But they are just another gentleman beside you. Mm. The other producers in there who mm. are also helping you to get your job done. Mm-hmm. So if some tomorrow, your company reports that oh they are paying salary this amount. Somebody will say somewhere, hey, why is CTFM spending that kind of money? Without the person going first to know who and who are involved. So, so you, you see, think that those expenses no, were no, justified? It's, it's, it's justified because it's huge it's, sums of money like that on no, travels. No, no, until until you go in there to know what constitutes that. Other than that, you can just wake up somewhere and condemn people just like that. You, 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 are, you have lived in, in the Ashanti Kumasi for a very long time. Yeah. I mean, before you came, I'm sure you heard the news about the tricycle operators, etc. The, the, the KMA and the police trying to get them off. Uh, um, the central business district because they say they cause congestion, etc. What's your thinking around that? Young people who want jobs using tricycles, you know, and you are getting them on the street. What was your thinking around that? No, to me, that's not the kind of job we should, we should create for these young people. Yeah, but we've not been we able are, to create a job. Yes, so, so what that, was your blueprint? That's why we need to change. What was your blueprint? blueprint? What was LPG parties, you know, blueprint for job creation? I mean, reducing poverty, etc. I believe that uh, we need to understand that every young man out there Mm-hmm. One or the other possesses some vision, mm. because when you go to the good book, that's uh, uh, Joel chapter two, mm-hmm. verse twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. It says, "In the latter day, I will pour my spirit on all flesh. Mm. Your young people will see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams." Exactly. So, if the young people are going to have visions, then we, the leaders of this country, should sit down and think that mm. we have to provide them the needed support for them to realize their visions. Mm. So, we should make that provision for them. Uh, when you go to the same Bible. Deuteronomy, no, uh, Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Mm. It says, lack of vision, the people perish. Mm. So, meaning that we are where we are because we don't have the vision. Or we have the vision, but we don't get any support. Mm. But when 
just suppose that to say America, yeah, you realize that in America they call that place land of opportunities. Mm. Why do they call land of opportunities? Because when you have a vision, they will support your vision. This computer here on my left is their computer. Mm. The guy who started this business was a young man, 19 years, mm -hmm. Michael Dell. He started this, he got the needed support and he built it. The operating system working in there is Microsoft operating system. The guy started at the age of 19, he got the needed support and he built it. Even your phone that you are using, that is the iPhone, Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak, they came together to build. Wozniak was 24 years and Steve Jobs was 19 years. They, do, they did that. And then uh, this guy was Larry Page. Mm. And we all go in and say we are Googling for something. We want to get information. Instead of saying we are searching for something, you say, oh, Google it for me. Google, the guy who did that, or Gmail, mm. Larry Page was at the age of what, 21. So the, so the point is that what? The point is that we have neglected our young people. Instead of bringing our young people together, understand their vision, and support their And vision. now they found a job for themselves, riding no, tricycles. This, this is, this uh, is, and, and this they, they must put body and soul together. No, no, These this, are bread and butter matters. Exactly. They, they must that is feed. why LPG is going to do something different. Like we are what? going to make sure if you are not working, we pay you unemployment benefits. We support you with income. To make sure we, we give you sustainable income. How are you going and to do that? You create accounts and create ledgers, like you said uh, earlier. Before. But how do you run an economy? Hmm. Do you are you happy to make laws in your boots and then you are sitting there and you are hungry? Hmm. You know that's the kind of uh, the black man mentality. They they just wake up in the morning, go and sit in the parliament. They say they are making laws. They make laws and then the the laws will just entangle them and then they are suffering. Hmm. You know the first this is why people that we are learning from. Okay, they don't make that kind of loss. They mm. make loss and make sure that it protect the people. So the people must eat. So mm. man must eat. Yes. So we need to create an environment mm. such that the young people here can make it and prosper here. You know, you have diamond, you have bossite. Mm. You don't add value to the bossite. Look at this. This here mm. is a bossite. Mm. What are we doing? Have you built a bossite refinery for all these years? We no. said we'll build it, but we've not built it. Yeah. When I become president, I will do it. Because mm. I think I don't see why we it's, 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 talk is cheap, you know. No, that, that's a, that's a problem about men and other no. facing now because they said a lot of things prior to I mean, no, no, before no, 2016, it's, and, and it's become difficult in implementing no, no, a lot we, of we, them. Remember in your class mm. when you were in secondary school or primary school, something mm -hmm. like that, you know, you were about 14 in the class, mm -hmm. but when the results came, mm -hmm. I mean, one was first, one was last, mm -hmm. so. We are not thinking the same way. So, so in, in, in your, in your class, to... you will be first and Nado and Bamiya will be last. Is that what you I'll be first because I believe that I should be able to add value to... Mm. Why should we import rice to this country? Why mm. should we import poultry to this country? Why should we import maize, onion, and all those kind of stuff? Why should mm. we import them? Even clothing. Why should we import clothing? Why should mm. we import shoes? I mean, on, on some governance issues, I mean, re, I mean, before even today, before you came in, I mean, we, we heard the news about the Office of the Special Prosecutor freezing some assets of Cecilia Dapa. What was your, what's your thinking around the whole Cecilia Dapa scandal? Um, I, actually, I don't know uh, what is going on there because if they frozen her accounts, uh, why? It's, it's, it's their business. They are protecting the assets mm. of this country. So if they believe that maybe he has gotten some a world, mm. I mean, who am I to challenge them? So, so, so you support the ongoing, you know, investigation into, yeah, into the lifestyle. Yeah, they have to investigate everybody. So you don't support the fact you're an accountant with money. You don't support the fact that it was proper for for her to to keep those huge sums of money she kept in the house before the yeah the because house was because allegedly. of the system that we operate here. Mm. The system that we operate here it encourages people to keep money in the house. How? Yeah, because you go to the bank, you deposit your money, and then they re they report you. 
uh, Mr. Palu just deposited this kind of money in the account. You know, what? what is that? Hmm. Maybe I'm not sure that your salary or the jobs you do ah. could get get you that money. Why shouldn't no, they be no, concerned? No, no, no. Why should that be their problem? No, no. But we should know. If you are a public figure, you you are, you are working. Uh, we are paying you, and now you you you, you, you are, come deposit no. a lot of money. We we have to find out where the money is from because we do not pay you that much. And then you go and put money in. Then they, then they report you. Yes, I mean I'm, I'm I don't work. I'm not a public server. I don't work for the, the state. Doesn't pay me. I pay the state officials. Yeah, no, everybody. Including you, because you cannot, they cannot, you cannot say only the public figure. No, what, what, what I, I mean can is, give my what, money to you. No, what, what, I, what I mean I is, I can what, put my money in your I name. What I, what I mean is, when a public official holds money, no, it shouldn't beyond, be only public official who holds money beyond yeah. you know what the state pays a person, uh -huh. it should raise eyebrows. That's the point I'm making. Um, to me, yeah, we know we go, we, we went to Europe and we learned Basel 3 and Basel mm -hmm. 2 and mm -hmm. whatever, and mm -hmm. we think we're implementing them, mm -hmm. okay? But every day, drugs move to United States. Hmm. All they are sophisticated, whatever. Still, drugs goes to United States. Hmm. So, we don't jump. We are jumping too much in this How? country. We should yeah, be we, doing bad things. No, no bad things. We are running too much. So what should we do? We yeah, should be walking. We have to take time and sit down and reflect. Which means what? Ah, you don't, you don't, you don't just go and pick something and you are just doing it. My brother. To the bus of two and three and things. Uh, they just go and uh, they, they, they are doing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> let, let, just tell me about uh, LPG. You, you will still be the the, the 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 flag bearer. Yes, I'm going to. Are you a flag bearer for life or something? Nobody, oh, no, con no, no. nobody contests you. Oh, no, somebody is contesting me. Somebody you have planted there to contest you, so there's oh, a semblance no, no, of no. democracy in your party. No, no, no. It's a political party. Mm. The, I don't because you are, you are, it's like you are the face of the party. You are the alpha and omega yeah, then, of the party. No, the Rawlings started uh, NDC. So you have so, you have national executives who oh, work. Oh yes, we do. Mm. We do have national executives. We have our uh, your, your uh, office at Kumine is your national office, right? Yeah, and it's, it. it's functionally works. Yeah, it works every day. Every day when you except weekends, mm. we are there all the time. So you can pop in one of these days and see. Mm. We are a serious political party. Mm. We are not like the rest. Are when are you going for your Congress to elect your national executives and, uh, and your parliamentarians? Yeah, that will be next year. Next year. Yeah, because the one we did was uh, in July to 2020. Mm. Uh -huh. So we are going. Uh, next one will be March. Mm. Uh, 2020 mm. 2024 sorry mm. so the key message you are leaving with the youth of the country is that when they vote for you or if they vote for you and you come you put money in their pocket you, you put direct money in their pocket directly. exactly every child below 18 years will receive child benefit mm. and then those above 18 years will receive unemployment benefit those who are not working we, we want to put and you money continue with the free SHS why not and and in the form it says or you do something about it uh, in fact, we are, what we're going to do is we're going to merge the JHS and the SHS together mm. to become one school. But that's what this minister is trying to do. The education minister is trying well, to okay, do. Okay, I don't know, but we are going to. No, merge. You, don't, you don't follow. You don't follow trends. You want no, to be I, president. No, I, you don't I, follow no, trends. No, I've not heard anything, mm. so okay. I don't waste energy. Mm. So we are going to uh, merge the JHS and the SHS mm. to become. Uh, one school, mm. such that we turn them into day schools. Mm. Okay. Oh, no, no boarding again. No, no, no boarding. Really? No boarding. But what, what, what is the use of boarding school? To bring national cohesion. Ah, who told you boarding school bring national cohesion? Those were uh, uh, the days, not today. Today mm. we don't need it. I because see. we are living among ourselves. We have nothingness in Accra. We have Everest in Accra. We have everybody in Accra. You and Everman, you were in Ashanti region for a long exactly. time. Exactly. I see. Uh -huh. Very well. So, so thank you. We've run out of time. It's been it's been exciting speaking to you. Uh, um, unless you have some final words. Oh, that, what, what I would say is that mm. everybody, including you, mm -hmm. should vote for me. Mm -hmm. So that we change MPP and NDC. We mm -hmm. throw them away. But people think you are pro-MPP. No, I'm not. You see, me, I... Uh, I don't do uh, satanic politics. 
you know, I do angelic politics. Mm. You know, satanic politics whereby the witchcraft politics, mm. where you are always wishing uh, the government in power uh, evil. Evil. No, mm. I don't do that kind of. Politics. I see. All right. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Kofi Apalu, presidential. Oh. Are you presidential candidate or founder of? Uh, any one that you call me, okay. uh, founder uh, and presidential candidate of and the, the next president of and, Ghana. And the next president of Ghana, he says, uh, of the LPG. Uh, he has been my guest on Point Blank. Thank you so much uh, for coming in. Thanks so much for the conversation. The show is being produced by Nana Kobna Wilson, Beverly in London, and then uh, Sami. We have technical assistance provided by Daniel Squashi. Earlier, you had um, Akosia Autry. Uh, my name is Salom Adonu. Thank you so much for doing the listening. Catch you again same time tomorrow. City News. We speak first. Reach our hotline on 0302-224959 and get interactive on Facebook, City 97.3 FM and on Twitter at City 973. The city is alive on 97.3. Meet Mr. Ansar.